Thank you. Thanks very much for inviting me. It's lovely. I've never been to a dual meeting. Uh, so it's really interesting because uh, um, I was thinking, oh, how nice to be able to share what my experience and strength and hope is from an adult child point of view, openly and uh, and freely, you know, sort of like without thinking, oh, I shouldn't say that, shouldn't say that, you know, no, no feelings, you know. Mustn't talk about my feelings. That's what it used to be like in the old days. Um, I, I was thinking about it today. The biggest thing that I've got out of any of this sobriety, uh, my story, my life, everything is finding my true self. Uh, that's been the biggest thing, and that's what I always wanted. I wanted to find out who I really was, and I was so covered up with, um, you know, I didn't know until you know until the last few years when I've been working with. Um, the ACA program to find out who I really was and what is my true self. Um, my story of alcoholism um, started at 15 and by 29 I'd done, you know, sort of like several mental hospitals. I've been done by the police and I had ended up homeless. Uh, so it was quite a story. But all my parents were both alcoholic and I was brought up and uh, born in, in Kenya where uh, my parents were um the, the the happy valley set so i was brought up more by um servants and ayahs and nurses and things like that where the parents would come back in and be terrifying but they were just terrifying in the sense that it would be okay six o'clock go and have your hair brushed and it would be april what's two and two you know and i would just oh, i don't know i don't know and uh, things like simple things like that actually set me up for a a whole future of not being able to answer anything clearly and straightforward. I mean, that's just one example. So, yeah, um, and, and my drinking was running away from the pain that I felt, the pain of loneliness, the pain of the drunkenness of, of, uh, of what, what was in the past. You know, it was always um, living in an alcoholic home, which I went on to duplicate pretty well um, uh, myself. Um, was unpredictable, it was angry, it was cross, you never knew where you were at. Um, it was all, you know, my, my family were critical all the time, they were middle class, you should be like this, you should be like that, constantly told I was a mistake, constantly told I was a mistake that should never have been born type thing. Um, I hear the stories like that loads and loads of times. So I didn't know where I was and I spent my um, in boarding school, so I would love to go to boarding school because I'd get away from them, go to boarding school, land there, and for, with a few days, I don't want to be there, I want to be there. Um, have no concentration at school whatsoever because I was constantly hypervigilant, wondering what was going to happen next. Um, my mother did the classic uh, turn up of school sports day when a young girl you know, sort of like 11 year, 12 year old girl really, really wants a mum to look the best like everybody else. And she's drunk and in a winter coat and <clears throat> hair all askew and Wellington boots on a hot summer's day. And I was so ashamed. Um, and, I, and she came to the back door and said, well, what's the matter? What's the matter? I went on to do that. I went to exactly the same thing. I went to my son's school, school sports day and uh, and, you know, did the same thing, you know, went into a sack race and the bottles fell out and totally shamed him. So looking back, it's not just me and my family. Um, we want to stop the rot, we call it. Stop that pre 
progression, because it's ancestral. I understand now it's ancestral. It's come down, whether they were alcoholic, dysfunctional, whatever, there's all the way through up in my ancestry tree. Um, and there's trauma's been passed down. It's actually been passed down through my parents. So it wasn't their fault, it wasn't my fault. Um, it's something that actually happened, so I had to face it. And it was really, really difficult in those early days of, um, you know, getting sober. And um, that was brilliant. That was absolutely brilliant. Being um, part of a fellowship, that was so lovely. I wasn't alone anymore. Um, that was wonderful. But I didn't actually know that there was something wrong with me. Everybody told me there was something wrong with me. And I kept saying, why do I keep ending up in mental hospitals? Nice girl like me, you know. Uh, anyway, sort of, um, you know, it's a mental illness. And I had the mental illness. And I had the mental illness through trauma. It was, you know, uh, traumatic. You know, there are lots of things that happened. You know, big trauma things happened. But it was a little biting away. So I lost myself a, a total identity. And I picked up strategies that would help me to cope with life, which actually I took into my adult childhood, into my sobriety. So I have been living for a long time as the adult child. I react and act and think and behave as the child that I used to bear. I use those strategies, approval seeking. Um, I don't, you know, sort of uh, all, all, the, all the ones uh, <clears throat> the, you know, sort of like excitement and, uh, you know, all, all the traits. Uh, and I, I take them in, you know, sort of uh, I react. I was reacting and responding the same way as I did as a child. They didn't go my way and I was criticised. It was like, oh, you know, the fear and all that sort of thing. And then hide, you know, go away and hide and hope nobody would find me. And that everything, you know, more and more I'm finding out how my response today is from those strategies that I built up as a child to survive. And they're not serving me anymore. They don't serve me well today. Um, and that's what I'm finding out. And that's my program. And that's the process that I take with this program. Um, you know, I, I came to ACA when I realized in AA, um, it was lovely, you know, don't, don't, you're wrong. it was lovely, but then I found out it was like a little bit bad, like my parent. Um, and I, I was a bit, of, you know, a bit, a bit afraid of saying things. And, and I, you know, I wanted to talk about the trauma and I wanted to talk about, I don't think this is right, you know, and I shouldn't be feeling like this. And it wasn't the place. And then I started therapy and then I started um, trauma therapy. And oh, so, so helpful. I found the right trauma therapist who led me through to a spiritual direction. Um, and, it, and it was really good. Um, but I was very afraid of this word in a child. It was a bit gooey. <laughs> you know, oh no, don't talk about it, you know. Um, as for me finding my inner child, I couldn't find it because my critical parent was my mother's. Oh, don't be so stupid, you know, so I'll come on, grow up. So it took a lot of time and a lot of kindness and compassion to find that inner child and to be able to soothe myself when I was getting stressed or when I something was, you know, rocked me. I thought like, oh, come on, April, come on, it's okay. Um, and bit by bit, and this has sort of started seven or eight years ago, a bit by bit, I've been able to look after that part of me that still feels lost, still, still can, you know, feel alone and feel all, all those sort of things. I can go there and say, it's not then, it's today. 
today where are you today so that's the that's the process that i'm doing so i realized that i was living out of my false self that's what we call in AA, not my true self um it was like pretending you know um not really really being honest in all things you know hiding away things that i didn't want people to see load shame is the umbrella under which I sat with fear and pride and things like that. And in AA, I did my, I did the steps and I got to step six. And it's sort of like, go away and, um, you know, read this two lines in the big book. And I thought, well, okay, I've got those. And the work that I've been doing, what do you do when you find out that you've got pride and everything, you know, sitting around the meetings, but it's why the pride? That was the thing, it's like, okay, I've got it, but I don't know what to do with it, you know, and, and I could act out on, on pride and, and be really defensive or whatever. Don't, don't say that to me. And then calm down and then and it would happen again and again. So I found a lot of my character defects or the way I was behaving were cyclical. I'd pull myself around, I'd get all together, I'd do the right thing, I'd go to meetings, up my meetings, and then the same thing and I would drop like a stone back into that negativity, that so horrible, horrible place which i now know is just a repeat loop from my childhood and i can recognize it today come on april you're not you, you know it's very good oh you're so shit nobody will listen to you nobody's you know nobody understands you you can't talk to anybody because they won't reach you and my big thing of being misunderstood is my core belief I've, nobody will really understand when i'm in that place when i'm in that child place so what I've done, I've sort of like more than anything else, having worked through this program, working through the ACA steps, is bit by bit, it's been with other people, which has been so, so beautiful, I think, and, and lovely is doing this journey with other people, um, finding out that I'm not alone. This is the one thing is I'm not alone. And this big red book, every time I pick it up, every time, or it's read out at a meeting, it's like, whoa! that's so good you know it really really speaks to me so i do that and then it was, it was step 11 in both in in both these fellowships it was that um conscious contact with god and uh, i took up meditation that has been the best thing i've done so far so i took it up as a seriously um because i realized one day in a meeting that it's my thinking it's my thinking that is telling me all these things, you know, it doesn't come from anywhere else. Nobody's telling me, you know, you're a little bit shit today or, you know, um, you're frightened or hypervigilant or whatever that. It all came from my mind and I recognised that and I thought uh, that's, I'm addicted to actually the stories in my mind and I had so much catastrophic thinking and generalisation and black and white thinking. So I took up meditation and I've been doing that for five years. That has been the most helpful to me because I, in meditation, just stop sitting quietly, calm my mind. Um, and in calming my mind, I can see the thoughts go by and I can see what's helpful and what's not helpful. I don't do anything in meditation about them, but I'm aware of them. And so by that, I've become aware more and more of how how this works of who i am you know i'm not first of all i found out who i'm not you know i'm not that brat i'm not that you know everything that i was told there 
you know, and, I'm, and I don't know sometimes who I thought I was. I really didn't know who I was. But now I've found, and I've found it in this reading here, you know, is, is, um, the, the loving, the, the inner child or the true self. Um, it's, it's a part of the original being, you know. Uh, I've done a lot of retreats, um, which is a great uh, intensive, intensive enlightenment. It's really, uh, you go and um, do it for six to four hours, who am I? It's really been helpful. And, and out of that, you know, it's finding out, um, you know, that actually I'm the same as everybody else. I'm no different. Take away all our conditioning, take away all our hurts and pains. There we are, all the same. And that's been the, back to my original self. And on these retreats, there was just one time I had this picture of me as a young girl, free, mischievous, um, you know, sort of like loving, loving nature, loving people, loving, you know, I just remember that spirit of me then. And that was really helpful into to remembering, bring that back into my adult life and, and who I am today. So who I am today, right this moment, because I do go moment by moment, because I cannot do yesterday and I cannot do later, you know, so because it's not happening in my mind, you know. I, I've got to a sense of peace, you know, and I'm not attached to all that past now. It's still there, it's still there, but I'm not attached. So every now and again, oh, I'm that because mum did this, or I'm that, that because boarding school did that, or because that. There's no more blame. I take responsibility for myself today because actually I'm worth it. I, I've now discovered I'm worth it. I'm like anybody else. Um, I'm a recovering alcoholic, um, you know, and actually to some people, we're amazing. We're amazing what we come through. And, um, and to me, sometimes I'm in awe of this program. I'm in awe of my own recovery and everybody else's recovery because I do see people coming back from such hurt and pain and, and dysfunction and, you know, and, the, and the, our own dysfunction and, and dysfunction of our parents. So. Five minutes, April. Thank you. Yeah, so this reading, I just, I, I've got, you know, sort of like sometimes you just open the book and there it is. It's Being a Child from the Big Red Book on page 302. So I'll just read that out, just a couple of paragraphs from there. Um, Once we become comfortable with affirmations and sharing about being a loving parent, we're usually ready to make contact with the inner child. I sometimes call that, I call that now the child within. I prefer that. I don't know, because um, it, it, it's more comfortable for me. Um, for many ACA members, the child within represents the true self. This is part of us that is our original being. The inner child has original trust, original belief and original love. That's what I've experienced, uh, you know, that original stuff. The child within understands feelings and the language of the higher power. And certainly, certainly, I don't do this alone. I have the universe is on my side. I ask the universe, the universe will provide. So that's my high power now. And the inner child or the true self is present during our spiritual experiences underpins our spiritual awakening. And that's what it's about. It's a waking up to the truth of who we are and the world around us. Um, the inner child also has has all the mental and physical and historical memory of the family. One of the surest signs that the inner child exists is found in the definition in the terms adult child. 
an adult child is someone whose actions and decisions as an adult are guided by childhood experiences grounded in self-doubt and fear. Until we help, we can operate from the childhood fear that threatens our jobs and relationships. Under certain conditions, we can revert to childhood states that are age-specific. Many adult children have said that they feel like a child in a grown-up body. This is a clue to the inner child, but there is much more. The childhood fears expressed in childhood are only a fraction of the full nature of the inner child. And then just last part, adult children who have experienced their inner child describe the inner being as being joyful and playful. There is a feeling of lightness and great optimism for the inner child is active in one's life. There is trust, spontaneity and warmth. Many adult children can describe an inner child's voice, physical appearances and likes and dislikes. Meditation, consistent writing with the opposite or non-dominant hand seems to reveal the greatest presence of the inner child. I think actually I just thought, oh, I just said all that. But that's actually how it is. That actually really is how it's becoming. You know, it's not it because it's always changing. It's always changing. Um, and it's always changing for the better because I'm always learning. I'm finding out a little bit more. Um, I'm more comfortable with people today. I don't have those scary, scary stuff. I was talking to my son who's ATA as well, and he's still in that fear of people. And I'm really feeling for him tonight because that was just the awfulest, you know, that whole living in that pain of hypervigilance and who's going to say that and who's going to knock me and who's going to criticize me and who's going to get at me. <laughs> that was it. Of course, nobody was. It was all in my mind. Um, so I'm incredibly grateful. I'm um, incredibly grateful for this program and for life, you know, the life that I'm now seven, uh, 75 and I started this journey really um, when I start, got sober, when I started to get sober. So it's, it's taken, taken an awful long time um, to do that. But I was persistent and I wanted it. Um, and I've always wanted it. I got sober in AA. I had 10 years sobriety. I drank again because I didn't have emotional sobriety. I worked really hard and I have done for the last period of time, um, this, this whole period with ACA, with meditation and everything, which has really helped to have that one promise that I always wanted for myself. I wanted the natural way of being. I used to say it was a natural high. I want the natural high. And I've actually experienced not high so much, but well-being. And that's, that's, that's the, that's the feeling, that's the, what it is today, right now. You know, it could change tomorrow. And I have, I do dip sometimes, and I, you know, but I know it's a loop. It's the old loop. It's mum, or it's the teacher, or it's, you know, somebody like that telling me that I'm not quite okay, but I firmly believe with my heart power that I am, and with all you guys. So thank you.